Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. This is your host, Candy Creech. I'm excited that you're joining me today. So we are going to be talking about the first part of the armor of God. And over the next few weeks, I want to touch on this. Now, this is what I want to say. If you're like, oh, I know the armor of God. I've studied it before or whatever. So I'm going to give you a different perspective because you know that my podcast is really about helping women overcome those limiting beliefs. And so when you think about putting on the full armor of God, there are a lot of things that we do. And that has to do with our mindset, that has to do with limiting beliefs, our lies that we believe. And sometimes I'm not sure we really relate them to putting on the full armor of God. So we're going to look at this every week. These podcasts are probably going to be a little bit shorter. And I want them to be a little shorter for you guys so you can listen quickly because I know we're all busy, right? So I wanted I wanted to try to do that for you guys and try to keep them a little bit shorter. But this week, we are going to be talking about the belt of truth, okay? So I'm going to read the verse in just a minute. So stick with me because I really feel like it's going to open your eyes and I'm going to give you some steps at the end that's going to help you, something you can do every day to really help you put on that full armor of God and not believe the lies, okay? So before I read that, I want to remind you of a few things. First of all, I would absolutely love it if you guys could go to the show notes and join my Facebook group because I've, every day when I get new people in the group, I'm so excited. I'm excited to get to know you better. And in there, I always feel like I have such freedom in there to share. It's a small group of women, women only. And I don't feel like right right now I'm putting this out there to the world. I don't know who's listening. You know, I don't, I never know that. Right. But there it's like, I get to see your names. I get to see your faces and, you know, on your profile and everything you can share in there if you want to. And then if I just have something that God brings to mind, I can just pop in there and share. And lots of times I share things that are a little more, um, what's the word, just more personal, I guess. So The other night, like at nine o'clock, I shared something that I was thinking about in there. So definitely want you to go to the show notes and join um, the group. It's, um, of course, Renewed by Truth. And then if you are listening and have any kind of online business, I do have another group about mastering your online business. And I can help you with every aspect of that. But the thing that makes this group different is the fact that I don't believe in the hustle culture. Every time I try to say those two words together, it's like, it always comes out funny, but it's like this little tongue twister. But what I'm saying is I believe in resting. I believe in being obedient to God and that we plant seeds and we water them and he makes them grow. And sometimes when we're out, the world makes you think that you have to make things grow. And we don't do that. And we know as Christians that we just live our life a little different and we have priorities and we don't seek after things of the world, but we just seek after being obedient to God. And we seek after his righteousness. And so that's why I started that, because I want you to know that you can grow a business, if that's what God called you to do, online through social media the right way. And that's really what I want to teach you to do. So enough about that. 
but go go there and get, join those groups if you want to. Okay. I want to go to Ephesians 6, and I definitely want you to grab your Bible and read this. If it's not right now, of course, I want you to grab it and read it later. And every week as we go through this, I just want you to reread and go through and highlight and maybe even like memorize this, just commit it to memory. But it says in 610, I'm going to start with 10 because it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. So this is what I want you to remember. We are in a fight and you have to put on the full armor of God because we're fighting against the devil. Okay, we can't fight against the devil without it. Okay, it says in verse 12, for our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm. Wow. When the, when it's said twice, it must be really important. It's like you're going to do everything you can to stand your ground. And you're going to stand. stand and he says, and then stand firm. Like, do it again. Like, it's going to be difficult. And that I, I really feel like that's what Paul is saying here. That's going to be difficult. And so verse 14 starts. It says, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist. And so that's what we're going to stop right there today because that's what we're going to talk about is the belt of truth buckled around the waist. So you can research Roman attire and everything like that. And but this is this is the thing that I want to say. And you've probably seen those things before and you've seen pictures and you've looked in commentaries and you've seen that. But the thing is, why it talks about the belt of truth around your waist. For me, I think, why wouldn't the belt of truth be something in your mind, right? Like you believe your mind believes truth, right? But this is why it makes so much sense. The waist or the abdomen seat is where your emotions are. Doesn't that doesn't that make more sense now? So let me let's think about think about this. Do you ever get a gut feeling, right, that something's good or something's bad? Like have a gut feeling. If all of our emotions are there, then that's where we need the truth, right? So this is what happens. We have to learn to commit our emo- emotions to believe truth, not our truth, okay? We don't have a truth. The only truth is God's truth. We can't say that's our truth because the only truth is God's truth. So getting our emotions under control is what's going to help you believe God's truth. So think about that for a moment. Do you sometimes let your emotions just run wild? And, and what happens when we do that? Then we're not thinking rationally anymore. We're not thinking with the rational part of our brain. We're just running wild. And, you know, this is where we can get angry easily. We can get our feelings hurt easily. We can say things we don't mean because we let our emotions dictate what we do instead of letting truth dictate it. So I want to talk about that for a minute with the belt of truth. When we believe lies instead of truth... I feel like we believe them out of two reasons. One is fear. Of course, we know that we believe lies out of fear. And the other is self-pity. And this, and I really hate to use the word self-pity, but it's just the only way that I can describe it to you. Because a lot of times, self, you know, self-pity is that poor me attitude. And maybe you've had a lot of bad things happen to you in your life. But what I realize is, that poor me attitude doesn't really come from the people that have had a lot of bad things happen in their life. It really comes from people 
that have had a lot of good things done for them from other people and they've never just accepted responsibility for their own life. And then a lot of times that self-pity or poor me is just we have a poor self-image. We have um, our self-worth is really low, like our self-esteem is low. And I don't want you to misunderstand me because when I say self, because sometimes I think these are terms that the world uses, like you need to have high self-esteem or um, your self-worth is important. And when I say that, I believe that it is. And I believe that God wants us to have a good image of ourselves, a good um, good self-worth. It's, but it's in the right context. You know, I mean, yes, we're sinners, We need to see that. We need to see that we're sinners. We need to see that when we do wrong, we need to repent of that. We need to see that there's a bigger picture out there than just ourselves. So it's not a a selfish reason, but it's the fact when we really understand that God sent his son to die for us, and he loved us so much that he did that, when we accept that, that we are washed clean, that we're a new person, that we can let shame and guilt go, and that we can move forward, And we can only think better of ourselves because of what God did for us. And that's what I'm talking about. Because think about this. You can sit here all day long as a Christian and you can say, oh, but I'm just a sinner, but I'm just this and I'm just that. How does that poor attitude of yourself help you move forward with God? It still holds you back. Yes, I'm a sinner, but through God's grace and only Did he save me? Did he redeem me? Did he change me? And now I'm a new person and I'm going to go out there and live like this new person because of God, not because I'm selfish or not because I think more highly of myself than I ought, but it all is because of God. So just, I just want to give you some context because I don't want anybody to ever misunderstand me and think that I am preaching things of the world, okay, that I'm always speaking from a place of truth. So I just felt like I needed to go into that for a minute. So let's think about this. When we believe lies that are driven from fear, this is what I think about. These are just a few, and you could probably add a few more to your list, but worrying about what others think about what you do, what kind of job you have, places you go, whatever it is, just really worrying about what others think about you, what others think about how you raise your children, you ever have that fear that, oh, they're going to think I'm such a bad mom. Oh, they, they're going to think my kids are so bad. Like you have this fear around that. Um, Things that you said, do you say something and then you just think about it over and over? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. There's no telling what they're going to think because you're so worried about what others think. Whether you're doing enough, whether you're doing enough at church, like this can be something like, oh, I, I have to say yes to everything because they're going to think that, you know, I'm not doing enough. So most of these things are out of fear of what others think, that someone might not like you or they might not accept you. And this is a normal human response. We all want to be liked, we want to be valued, we all want to be accepted, right? But this is what we have to remember. Instead of being who God called us to be, instead of holding on to God's truth, we let fear take over our emotions and it gets the better of us. And we make choices based on that fear. So we stop obeying God. We stop remembering that, hey, I'm raising my children the way God wants me to, and I'm not a perfect mom, and I don't have to be because God's in control, and I I don't need to be over here worrying about what somebody else thinks of what I'm doing with my kids or what I'm not doing with my kids, because, I mean, it's none of their business, but it's the fact that we're sometimes so worried about what others think over what God thinks, okay? So that's a little bit about the fear side. So let's talk about the self-pity. 
And this is where it comes in like, I don't, I don't deserve good things to happen to me. Um, maybe you're defensive about everything. Maybe you're passive aggressive, if you know what that means. Maybe um, you hold on to things that are said about you and you won't let it go. Or you, maybe you just feel like you're not good enough and you're never going to measure up. Okay, or maybe you're always making excuses of why you can't do something or why you can't have something or why or why you are the way you are. You're just making excuses about it or you're just you're living in your in the past instead of moving forward. So these are all things that can kind of get you with that poor me self-pity attitude. Okay, so that's not truth from God. All those things in both instances, whether it's fear or self-pity, all those things are lies that Satan is using against you right now to hold you back, to hold you back from making an impact for God, for, to hold you back to be in his hands and feet, to hold you back from having a more of a relationship with him and are moving forward and serving others. Like is that's the, that's the thing. He's using all of that to hold you back. And so you're letting your emotions run your life and sometimes we do that. We let our emotions run our life instead of God's truth. But how can you change it? Isn't that always the question? Okay, great, Candy, you're telling me this, but what now? What do I do? First of all, you're going to have to be intentional in everything we do. When, when he says, put on the full army of God, armor of God, he's saying, be intentional. You got to put it on. And so the first thing I would say is that when we're talking about truth, how do we know truth? How are we going to know it? If we if we are just listening to the world, we're not going to even know what truth is. So number one, you got to be in the Word. You, you will hear me say this every week. Because if you're not in the Word of God, then you're never going to know truth from a lie. You're never going to know what God wants because, because you're in the world. And you're hearing what they're, they're saying. And I'm not saying, listen to podcasts. Go listen to your preacher. All that's great. I'm saying you be in the word because that's what's going to really solidify God's truth deep down in your soul. Okay. So when I always say that, I think, okay, well, what if somebody out here is listening goes, I want to study the Bible, but I don't know where to start. I get it. I get it. And I'm honestly thinking about developing a course for you guys on just how to start studying the Bible, but I don't have that done. And so I want to point you in the direction of my friend, Valerie Reynolds. The name of her podcast is God is Within Her, but her website, I will put it in the show notes. And she has a little course on how to get started studying your Bible. And I love it. It's simple. It's great. So you can go to her website and check that out. But I would highly suggest it if you're looking for something on, okay, how do I, how do I start studying the Bible? Okay, so number one, be in the Word. Number two, be aware of the words that you say to yourself. Okay, those words that you think, the words that you mumble out loud, and then the words that you say about yourself to somebody else. Like, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. I can't do that. Oh, I don't know technology. Oh, I'm old. Oh, I'm not smart enough. Whatever it is, please listen. So be aware. I mean, that's one of these things when you're being intentional and wanting to change something, change something about your life, you have to be aware of what's going on. So be aware of it. So then the third thing is when you notice it, now you're going to be noticing those things because you're going to be intentionally, you're going to be focused on, you're going to be looking for that. You want to trade that lie that you're saying to yourself or about yourself or whatever. You want to trade it for truth. Okay. And also positivity because negative things just don't get us anywhere in this world. And it don't get us anywhere making an impact for God when we're negative. So trading it for something positive and what God says, and you can use specific verses 
or just knowing like if you do study the Bible and you know God's character and you do believe that he has the best for you and what you know how, how he loves you and what he's done for you if you know all that then sometimes it's just repeating those kind of things. So when you notice that you're just going to trade it in for truth, okay, what God says, and you need to do that immediately. So we're talking about fear. So we're talking about putting on the belt of truth because we need to, um, we're fearful over something that we want to do for God, but we have this fear around it. I would say that don't let fear hold you back because the more you think about it, it's really the more fearful you get. So what overcomes fear is a step of action. So if you have fear over doing something because of what somebody else thinks or whatever, I would say definitely take a step of action. Even if it's a small step, it's going to help overcome that fear. So have y'all ever heard that fear stands for false evidence appearing real? That's true. And the minute you take a step of action, it kind of goes away. So, and I know there's all kinds of fears. Like we have a fear of something happening to our family. We have a fear of someone dying, someone getting hurt, have a fear of you know, losing our job and and things like that. And I know there's big fears, but honestly, from what I've seen with women is we focus so much more on these small fears that we could easily overcome with some biblical truth. It, It really has more to do with our emotions. Okay. So, and that's really what I'm talking about today. Okay. And so the other one is self pity. So what do we do with self pity? So we're in the word, we're aware of the things that we're saying. Okay. We notice that we're going to trade it for truth. So with self-pity, you know, it's really, uh, and I hate saying that because I, I mean, I talk to people all the time that are really down on themselves and it's hard for me to see because it hurts my heart for them. I will see something amazing in another woman and when they're down on themselves, it kind of breaks my heart a little. And so this is what I would say to you if you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you're just down on yourself and have that feeling of, I don't deserve anything good, I'm not good enough, that kind of feeling about like your self-esteem is so low, you need biblical affirmations. And I did a podcast on this last week, biblical affirmations. What they do for me is this is what my biblical affirmation looks like. For one thing, it reminds me of who I belong to. That's what mine is. is, You know what? I belong to God. And I walk in obedience to Him first. Before over everything else in my life. And so if I remember that. Then it reminds me of who I am in Christ. And then I start remembering that I'm important in God's eyes. Like if if I'm struggling with a. Oh my gosh. I'm not good enough to do this or whatever. Then I start remembering that. No I'm important in God's eyes. And He gave me a job to do. He gave me people to pour into. And I can't do that. When my emotions are running away with me, like I just can't do that. So I I start reframing that. And then I also have Bible verses that help me reframe some of these. And I say reframe because it just, I don't know why that makes sense to me, but it's like you, um, you're thinking about things one way and you just flip it and you change it to thinking about it in a different way. And so another thing that I do when sometimes my mind wants to revert back to, years ago when I really struggled with um, my self-worth. And so something will happen that'll be like a little trigger to me. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. We all have them and it's that little trigger and immediately come to mind. Remember, you're, you're not good at anything. You're not worthy of that. You can't do that. You'll never be successful at the, you know, all these things start coming in my head. And uh, so one thing that I started saying, and this has been a few years, I actually started saying this, 
but I say not going there <laughs> just like out loud or and I try not to say that out loud if I'm standing in a crowd of people but in my mind out loud I'm going not going there you know I'm not going down that road I've been down that road before and that road was a, a horrible road and I'm not going there again and the other thing is saying the name of Jesus because remember we're fighting against Satan here and he's scared of the name of Jesus and when we can say Jesus He's going to go away. And even just saying it, when there's nothing else that you can say, you can always say Jesus. And it made me think about praying too. Like when, sometimes we think about prayer as, you know, you bow your head, you pray, you have your system for how you pray, ask for forgiveness of sins, um, praise God, you know, ask for things that you need, ask for things for other people, you know, however your system of prayer is, which is great because that's very intentional and intentional and disciplined. But what I love even more is the meditation of prayer all day long. And that is when these things come to mind, it's like, God, I'm not going there because I know that I went down that road and this road that I'm on with you right now is better. I'm just going to call in the name of Jesus and Satan can get behind me. And I know that you, there's power in the name of Jesus. And like just saying that, and lots of times I'll just stop whatever I'm doing, especially when I'm working on devotionals and when I'm working on my podcast, it's like I'll read. And this may be a good tip for you too, but um, especially when you're reading the Bible, like I'll read a little bit and I'll just stop. And it's like, I just have this conversation with God. I'm like, God, what, what are you trying to show me here? You know, um, I'm not understanding this. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, it's like you're having this just back and forth conversation with God. And then I'll read a little more and then I'll write and, and things will just start coming, coming to mind. And I know it's the Holy Spirit. So just remember that when you're, when you put on the belt of truth and you know God's word, then you can stand firm. You can stand and stand firm. I mean, it's like I say, let's say it twice because it's so important to be able to do that. So we're going to continue to go through this because I really want to help you understand how putting on the full armor of God can help renew your mind with truth. Okay, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to renew our mind with truth through the full armor of God so we can stand against the devil. So thank you guys for listening today. And I wanted to remind you real quick that we can reach more people when you guys go rate the podcast and you give me five, like five stars, or you, you leave a review on the podcast that will help boost it and it will help reach more people. Okay. And then don't forget if you listen please share with a friend. Like, please just send them the link. If you have a friend that you feel like, okay, this will touch this person. Like, they need to hear this. And if it's not this podcast, it may be another one that I've done. So um, please go back and do that. And I always encourage people, like, if they are listening for the first time, like, if you're hitting this one for the first time, go listen to my trailer. Because I always like to, I want you to understand who I am, why I'm here. And why God led me to start this podcast. So thank you guys so much. And I'll see you back here next week.